Hi there and welcome to Searching for Better. I'm Julia, the host of this show, and this episode is dedicated to toxic family members and all about how to create boundaries with them, you know, and the things that we go through when we try to create boundaries with them. So if you have a toxic family member that you're not really sure how to handle or you know someone who does, then this episode is definitely for you or them. And it's all based on personal experience as well because I've you know, had to make some big decisions with toxic family members as well. So I hope you like this episode. Hi there and welcome to Searching for Better. I'm Julia and I'm the blogger behind searchingforbetter.net, which is now the podcast. Searching for Better is all about exploring ideas on how to find our path in life and to live it wholeheartedly. So welcome to our show and I really, really hope you enjoy it. The reason I decided to go um, for this topic for this particular episode is because I had a really good chat with another family member who's had a similar experience to me of, you know, having to create boundaries with a toxic family member and a family member that's really close. So, you know, I say toxic family member because that's how a lot of people sort of refer to it. But for me, the family member that I had most of my issues with was my dad. So it was a really big, you know, sort of close, intimate relationship that involves setting boundaries. So it was a really difficult one. But as I always say, I learn a lot from it as well. And in the end, it did make me a lot happier. So today I'm going to go through all the things that I went through, the signs and how I set boundaries with such a big relationship in my life and how I dealt with, you know, other family members, because that's the thing when it's a toxic you know, when it's a toxic family member, there's always going to be family that have something to say and not necessarily, you know, in a bad way. I'm sure they have good intentions, but at the end of the day, it's about making a decision that's going to lead to more happiness for us. And if we've tried to do things and we don't feel like it's working and we try to set up these boundaries, then at the end, like I said, at the end of the day, it's up to our own experience. And, you know, if it's making us unhappy, then it's really about what we have to do about it not what everyone else thinks we need to do. So when I really started to think about how I set boundaries, I actually reflected on the signs that I felt were there that helped me to see that I needed to set boundaries. And I think that's the first most important point to go through when you're thinking about setting boundaries because, you know, obviously if there are signs there and you feel as though this is happening to you, then maybe this is something that you need to consider, sorry, with this family member. So for me, I had very distinct signs and the first one was, you know, that the, the relationship with, with my dad was no longer bringing me joy anymore. It was actually becoming quite stressful. Um, I was really up and down in terms of moods. Um, you know, we had a lot of arguments. It was always affecting my self-esteem, my self-confidence and I just felt like something had to change there. And that's the thing. This is this leads to the second sign, which is do you feel like you're going in circles with this with this person, with this family member? For me, I definitely did because no matter what I did, no matter how many times I tried to communicate how I was feeling and how things were affecting me, the circle just kept going. It was, you know, we'd sort of have a chat, agree, and then the same thing would happen. We'd have an argument or, you know, I'd get really upset about something he said or something he did and it would just keep going and going. And the third sign I when I like sorry that helped me realize that I needed to set boundaries was that it started to affect everyone else in my life and that's probably when I realized that the relationship was not only becoming toxic for me and you know for my dad as well because he wasn't happy either and that's something I had to think about too 
but also it started to affect everybody around me. I mean, who wants to be in a room with two or more family members that are always having arguments? You know, when it escalates and gets aggressive, it's it's not good for anybody. It's actually really stressful. And, you know, you accidentally end up letting everyone else carry your anger and frustration as well. So that's another thing. We were always getting into arguments. My brother or my mom always had to step in between us. And I just felt like it was happening so much and so often. And the cycle just kept going and affecting everybody else that I had to set some boundaries and create a bit of a stop to it. So if you're thinking about creating, you know, a boundary for a, uh, sorry, for a toxic family member, then they're the three things that I would consider, you know, asking yourself or, you know, if you're seeing these signs, you know, that's sort of when you know that it's time to set them. So my questions would be, you know, is this relationship bringing you any joy? Um, which obviously I had to reflect on with my dad. And obviously, as I said previously, it wasn't, um, you know, is the relationship, is this, is this a cycle? Is, is the other issues you're having becoming a cycle? Have you tried to solve them and it's not working? And the third point obviously is to ask yourself whether it's also now starting to affect everyone in your environment as well. And, you know, really to reflect on the fact and, and what you think you can do to help stop that. So when I was thinking about other, you know, points that I wanted to cover in this podcast, a question that kept coming up that I feel like other people would stress about because I know I did initially was how do we set boundaries with a toxic family member? It's so different when it's a family member because whether it's a parent, a sibling, a cousin, an auntie or an uncle, they can still very much be in your environment if other family members still see them and still speak to them. You know, you share obviously invitations, you'll still see them at places and I'll go into how I set boundaries in that way later. But the biggest sort of way that I got through thinking of, you know, oh, but it's a family member, how do I do this? Is I really had to step back and ask myself, if this was anybody else, would I be accepting this behavior? And that I think was a question that helped me look at things objectively and not with so much emotion. And, you know, it's, it's different because your family members will have a lot of opinions and also we're stuck in that role type of thing. Like, but he's my dad, but he's my, but she's my mom. Sorry. But that's my brother, but that's my sister. You know, we, we get so caught up in that, that we think that we have to put up with the behavior that we're, you know, being offered or that we're receiving. And that's, Honestly, the biggest question that made me sit and reflect and go, you know what, if this was a friend or, you know, a partner or or any other situation, I wouldn't be accepting this behavior. And so why should I be accepting it now? Just because someone is a family member does not mean that you therefore have to accept behavior or be treated a certain way that you wouldn't usually accept from other people. Again, this is my own personal opinion. And as I always say in my, in my podcast, or you know, if I have forget, take what resonates, leave what doesn't. Some people might disagree with this and, and that's completely fine. But for me, for me to become happy, for me to become more of my own person and find myself again, this was a question that I really had to reflect on and then act on. And it helped me to step back and actually see whether or not it was time to create boundaries. And when I realized that the answer was no, that this is not behavior that I would have put up with from other people, then that's when I sort of, you know, you get empowered by that question too, because you realize, you know, you, you as a person need to understand what you will and won't accept. And that creates your boundary. And that honestly creates, sorry, affects what you do and don't receive in your life. And I was so miserable and so unhappy 
and I was really exhausted from accepting and being treated the way that he was treating me that when I got to this question, I was like, actually, you know what? No, I wouldn't accept this from anyone else. So why am I accepting it from him just because he's a family member? This is something that I also discovered with the psychologist as well. So this was not work that I just came up with by myself, but I think it's really important to share that with you. And, you know, if you are having trouble with a toxic family member and you're trying to figure out, you know, how you can solve it or how to set boundaries or you're, you're scared about setting boundaries because it is a big thing. It is a scary move to make when you know that you're going to get a bit of backlash from your own family. Ask yourself that question. Would you accept this behavior from anyone else? And if the answer is no, then it's probably time to reflect and start setting some respectable boundaries for yourself and for the other person as well. So getting into the most important points on how to set boundaries with toxic family members, uh, my first and biggest point would be, because I think this is honestly the hardest thing, is don't change your boundary for other people. For example, if you know this family member is going to be at a dinner or, you know, is there at a weekly dinner and you decide that those intimate sort of, you know, family dinners are something that still stresses you out, which was the case with me, it's okay to make the the decision, for example, to go for dinner another night, um, decide that, you know, those smaller dinners, if that person or that family member is there that you're not going to attend and you only choose to attend bigger events and you see everyone else in your own time. That is okay. My biggest challenge that I had when I started to set those boundaries was I would have, you know, grandparents or family members saying to me, you know, oh, can't you just come? Or, you know, here's your dad. Like, you know, you should be there. You're missing out. But I guess for me, like I said, I would, had been in a v- really bad place for a long time. And once I had acknowledged both by myself and with professional help that it was a big part of, you know, the relationship with my dad was what was causing this. That was when I realized that these boundaries needed to happen. And when I started to, you know, hear what other people were saying, like family members, you know, you love them. You want to make your family members happy. But at the end of the day, if it's a decision between, you know, making the right, authentic and genuinely loving decision for yourself versus, you know, trying to make a family member happy for one hour a week, you really have to decide what's going to work best for you. And it's not an easy decision. By no means am I saying that this was an easy decision for me, but it was a decision that made me a lot happier. I don't always want to miss out on on dinners or I didn't want to always miss out on dinners that my family were having because my dad was there. But I also knew that, you know, it wasn't worth the anxiety that I felt going to those dinners, the stress that I had when I left those dinners. And more often than not, you know, accepting and hearing the way he spoke to me in front of people at those dinners. So for you, you know, I would really say if you're thinking about setting a boundary with a toxic family member, don't change your boundaries for anybody else. If someone loves and respects you, they will, you know, they might not necessarily agree, but they will respect that boundary. If you have made a decision not to go to events or certain places, then own that. That's up to you. And that's, you know, nobody else's opinion should be able to change that. I really encourage that you don't compromise your boundary for family members to make them happier. That's the biggest learning curve that I have come out of when it comes to setting boundaries with toxic family members. So you might have set those boundaries, you might be really confident and you know, you're not confident in a good way and you might have a lot of self-love and you might be like, you know what, I've set my boundaries, I'm really happy with myself and then the next time you see a family member, someone has something to say about it. Let me tell you, 
I love my family. I'm sure you love yours. And we both know that our families have the best of intentions for themselves and, and for us. But I will say this, there will always be someone who has something to say. It's never going to change. So don't get frustrated and don't expect that people or family members are not going to say something to you about this, these boundaries and this relationship that you have with this toxic family member. I mean, it's been years since I've had these boundaries with my dad and I still on the odd occasion get a family member asking me questions or I get people asking me how he is when they know that I don't speak to him you know that's just how it is I think initially I let it aggravate me and I'd get a bit frustrated and you know but now I just sort of acknowledge the fact that there's always going to be someone who's going to say something and whether or not I get affected by it is up to me and that's the same with you you know when you're setting these boundaries when you're trying to put in place you know boundaries that are going to bring more happiness for you and when you're trying to empower and respect yourself a bit more by setting up these boundaries Again, it's a family member. There's always going to be a family member who has something to say. And I would try and say that expect that and don't let it stress you. And again, don't let that guilt trip you into changing your boundary either. Because at the end of the day, if the boundary is making you happier, if it's working for you, then that's the most important thing of all. So once you've gotten to this point and you've realized that you need to set a boundary with a toxic family member and you're trying to figure out how to do that or what you're going to do, my next suggestion would be to set, you know, boundaries and adjust them as you go. So for me, it was a case of, for example, choosing not to speak to my dad on the phone initially. This was before I decided not to go to dinners. So I'd sort of cut conversation in that respect and distanced myself and also decided that if he was there, I was not going to discuss certain topics like work and whatnot. And at that point, I also worked with my dad. So I made a decision with with the psychologist who was amazing um, to stop working with him. So that was another boundary that I had to discuss with him. So something that I did learn through this is sometimes we can start with boundaries and they might not necessarily work. I know that, you know, for me and my dad, setting these boundaries was very difficult, both for me and him. And from memory, he wasn't obviously, you know, understandably wasn't very happy about them and didn't necessarily respect them. Um, So that's when I sort of had to decide to step it up a notch for me and I decided to take myself away from going to dinners as well and also just keeping my distance when I thought that the occasion was too small for me to be able to handle it without getting aggressive or without, you know, again, bringing involving everyone else. So when you're setting boundaries with a toxic family member, it's more than likely that, you know, you'll set a boundary and you'll have to adjust it, you'll have to change it and that's okay to do that. Sometimes with a toxic family member, they'll come back at you with aggression or they'll come back at you, you know, with disappointment, dissatisfaction. You know, it just depends on the person and the relationship that you have with them. But just expect as well that you can adjust those boundaries as you go and keep adjusting them until you find something that suits you guys. But also sometimes I have learned too that the boundaries need to go as far as letting them go. And that's something that I spoke about in my second episode off the top of my head or third episode. Um, And that talks about when and how to let someone go. So if, you know, you've set boundaries with someone or a toxic family member and it hasn't worked out, then I would really highly recommend you listen to that episode because for me, that's how I 
learned how to let my dad go because, you know, it doesn't matter how many boundaries I set, it wasn't fixing the relationship. It wasn't making things easier for everybody. Um, So the boundaries got really, really high, to be honest. And to be fair, it's worked for me and I'll be honest about that. But that might not necessarily be the answer for you. But all I'm saying is when you set boundaries with a family member, again, it's a different dynamic. You will still see them. The situation is different. Um, And don't be afraid to readjust those boundaries as you need. My final point on setting boundaries with toxic family members is a personal point. And that is, at the end of the day, you have a right to decide who you will have in your space and who you won't and how you will have them in your space, regardless of who the person is. I think the biggest, um, how can I explain this? The biggest personal issue that I found when setting these boundaries was I felt guilty because I felt like because it was my dad, I didn't deserve to have these boundaries and I should have put up with the behavior and should have been okay with how he treated me and how he spoke to me because of that. And also because, you know, you do feel guilty. You don't want to be the one that says no to a family event and disappoints people. But at the end of the day, you know, I'm talking about a decision that could lead to a lot of happiness for you. If this family member is causing you a lot of grief, a lot of, you know, real unhappiness, then you deserve to make a decision that's going to make you happier, that's going to make you feel more empowered. And it is also, you know, it's about self-love. Boundaries are not necessarily negative things because not only are you teaching yourself a valuable lesson about your self-worth when you have the courage to set a boundary, but you're also communicating that self-worth outwardly you're telling the people around you that this is what you will and won't accept and you know this is the behavior that you will and won't allow in your life and that's also a valuable lesson for them because some people you know think that it's okay to treat certain people a certain way or whatever and if we don't stand up if we don't have our say or you know make a decision like setting a boundary then we also rob the other person of that lesson as well and that's something that I learned from my best friend who's also a psychologist. So it's, and it's an important point to remember. You're valuable. You deserve to, you know, not deserve, but you have the right to set these boundaries. It's your life. If like us, and I've said this so many times, but I truly believe it. No matter who it is, if you wouldn't accept this behavior from anybody else, doesn't matter if it's a family member, don't accept it. You shouldn't feel guilty about having to set boundaries. Your your you know your time, your space is valuable and own that. Because again, not only is this a valuable lesson for yourself like it was for me, but it's also a valuable lesson to the other person as well. So that's the end of this episode and I hope you enjoy it because this has been a really interesting one for me. I've really had to dig deep and remember what it felt like to set those boundaries and how hard it was. But also, you know, it's a good chance to reflect and realize how boundaries have changed my life. And, you know, I really encourage boundaries for anybody because they really can can create some really positive changes in your life. So as usual, if you like this episode, check out my other episodes that I have or you can check um, out more content that I have at searchingforbetter.net. And if you really like the content, um, please join my email list. I usually send out a weekly email, you know, with some sort of story and lesson that I've learned similar to like I do in the podcast. Um, But otherwise, I will catch you next week in the next episode.